struggle is not my fault. All this I also lose my friends, I lost my baby. Let me smoking crack only today. What to change? He wanted us on a cougar, but I will let you feel. Welcome back, crack fans. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Thieneman. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, go check out the Great Shot podcast. Alex Gruskin, Max Rothman, and Max Fliegner have a real treat for you coming every Wednesday. Go subscribe and rate their podcast on iTunes if you haven't already. We also have a few ongoing series that I want to remind you of. Uh, the Belt, where Alex Gruskin proclaims the best American tennis player from every generation. The Tennis Tribune, where elite-level players and coaches provide an inside look to their daily routine. And the Next Gen American series, as our own Alex Gruskin will be covering 10 up-and-coming American tennis players over the next 10 weeks. So go check those out. Also, don't forget to check out the Cracked Rackets store and our new t-shirt at CrackedRackets.com to support the podcast. But for now, on this edition of the Cracked Interviews, we have recent UVA commit Will Woodall. Will takes us back to his early tennis days and how his dad introduced him to the game, bouncing back mentally and physically from injuries and the joy surrounding his commitment to the University of Virginia and the dynasty and family they have there. So enjoy my conversation with Will. We've got William Woodall, who is a recent UPA commit. We're so excited to have you on, Will. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll get it started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you originally got into the game. So I originally got into the game. My, my father actually got me into it. Um, I, we had some courts up the street, and we just, I started playing with him. It was pretty casual at first, and then uh, yeah, it really clicked for me around like five or six. I really started loving it. And was asking him to play every day, so I think that was probably the moment that you know I felt like tennis was you know it was a big part of my life even at a young age. So that was yeah, that was definitely how I got into tennis, and uh, I mean it just it blew up from there. I just started playing every day and started training, you know, with the private coach, and yeah, it just it pretty much went from there. So was your dad a big tennis guy? Like, did he play in juniors or? He didn't play. He didn't play much juniors. He played some like, I mean, he played some pretty like casual like D3 tennis, but it wasn't for him. It wasn't serious, but he always loved the game. He actually got into it a lot more out of college. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he loved it and he tried, uh, he actually tried coaching my, my sisters and it didn't really work out. They didn't really like it. So yeah, I guess he. I guess he was happy that I actually picked up the sport. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so. it's like he tried a couple times. And yeah, stuck. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, are you the youngest? Do you have I'm two the youngest, older sisters? Yeah. yeah, two older sisters. Um, 
25 and 23. So yeah, they don't they don't play any sports, but uh, my dad definitely my dad definitely tried with them, and it didn't didn't work out. I'm sure um, it's one of those dynamics where it, you know do not mess with Will because they probably <laughs> got your back in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. So you you said at five or six you really found your passion for the game. Mm-hmm. Was it one of those things where you were like hitting on the side of the garage and you like couldn't put it down? Um, I mean, uh, I mean, like I said, like the records really up, just up the street, and my dad. Um, I mean, since he loved it as well, like on weekends, since I had so much free time, and even during the week, uh, he would try to, you know, he'd try to get me, you know, he'd come back at six or seven, and it, it started to get dark, but he would still, he'd still get me out on the courts to hit, and he'd feed me balls for hours and hours, and it kind of, it kind of sucked for him because he would just have to toss balls and, and watch them, you know, like fly over the fence or, or just go all over the place, but. Yeah, I think I think it was just a sport that I was it was always I was watching on TV as I was thinking about it. I was always I mean, I started I started really I don't know, there's all everything started thing, you know, everything was about tennis and uh I I mean even my dad could see that there was something something starting even at 5 or 6, which is pretty young, but he he definitely saw that there was something and I felt it as well and then it just grew even more uh every year. So you had that, you know, natural passion and, you know, you, you wanted, you not only wanted to be out there, but you also had a natural ability on the court too. Tell us when, um, you know, you said you started working with a private coach there sometime Mm -hmm. later, was there a tournament result or a specific moment that sticks out in your mind where you were like, yes, I can play this sport at a high level? Uh, well, I mean, my dad, unfortunately didn't, he didn't really, uh, he didn't really teach me like the greatest technique. So I actually had like a, you know, terrible backhand, like everything was completely messed up. And, um, so when I met this new coach, uh, she completely, we started from, you know, square one. She, she actually switched from one handed just to get the technique down and then put the, the left hand on it. And I think when I started, you know, when I just started getting the technique down, everything down, I think, I think I started working with her at around eight years old. Yeah, and she. I mean, I think I played a. I think I played like a twelve and under tournament, and uh, it was like my first you know, big event sectionally. And I mean, I think that was probably. And I think I did pretty well. I'm not, not. I can't really remember if I'd won the tournament or. I remember it was either semis or finals or or maybe even winning it. But uh, yeah, I just remember it. Like I came off the court, and that just like that. I never felt such a you know such a happy feeling. And, I think after that, it was just I wanted to compete, and I just wanted to compete. I didn't really want to practice. I just wanted to be out there competing and trying to win as much as I could. So that was probably the moment I realized like I wanted to do this seriously. And when I was younger, I wanted to go pro right away, but you know, I'm in college and then pro. So that's I think that was probably the moment when I you know had that pretty good result sexually. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you fast forward to now, it's got to be cool to look back on, you know, those early times, your dad taking you to court at, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night and all hours of yeah. the night and tossing you balls. That's got to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. He put a lot of work into it. So, yeah, just like, I mean, he, he did so much for me when I was younger. and Even for him to see me to see where I am now, it must be, you know, to be in his shoes, it must be like a great feeling as well. 
So shout out to dad for sure. Yeah, shout out to dad <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, and you know, a lot of, a lot of people in the tennis community, especially those that at an elite level know the grind, you know, day to day to get to this yeah. spot. Talk us through your summer schedule. I know I saw you were in Europe a little bit. Talk us through maybe starting in May, uh, what you had on the schedule and how everything went this summer. Um, well, so this summer is kind of on and off because of, because of injuries I've had, um, I've actually had a lot of injuries in the past few years. I had elbow surgery. I had stress fractures. So it's been, you know, it's almost like a year and a half of injuries, of all kinds of injuries all over the place. So, I mean, the, my tournament schedule would change so much. Even even this summer it changed because I, I strained my groin and I was actually supposed to go to some ITFs in Europe and then I ended up pulling out of those because of those injuries. So... I got the wild card and then I played Kalamazoo and um, yeah, I went to, I think it was early, I would say spring. I went to Romania and Morocco for a grade two and a grade one ITF. So how was the rehabilitation process? It sounds like there were like different injuries at different parts of your body. So, I mean, how was the rehabilitation process? The first injury that I had, the elbow, was um, at Tolks a couple of years ago. It it had been, like, misdiagnosed uh, as, like, as tennis elbow. So, um, I actually kept playing. and I still had really, like, severe pain in my elbow, but I just kept playing on, thinking that it wasn't – I mean, I was was obviously going to play through, like, tendonitis, so – um, I didn't believe I had to stop, and then I was actually playing at Tulsa, and I felt like a snap in my in my elbow. So, yeah. So, I mean, I took that was I had surgery. Like the only way I was going to play tennis right away was surgery. There was surgery, and then there was so much therapy. Um, so that pretty much took up about it was probably about four months, four to five months of therapy. And then I came back and I actually felt like I did too much coming back. So I had a foot stress fracture and then that took me up for about two, three months. And then, uh, just like strains in the groin strains in the ab. So, I mean, there was a lot of therapy and it, and it took a lot of time, you know, financially as well it was it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I mean, uh, I guess it was, I guess it was worth it. Yeah, and it That's probably gives day, you yeah. more of an appreciation of being on the court oh, yeah, yeah, when you definitely. do get back too. Definitely, so, especially so playing is, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean, how and and being able to compete too. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> sure. there's a different a difference between practice and actually getting back out there. But hey, how is the approach mentally? Is there uh, like um, a certain level of confidence that you have to reassure yourself of getting back? Yes, yeah, for sure, the confidence. Um, you know, really was affected. Uh, it actually really took a long time for me to get back to, you know, to getting back to playing my game and being out there and having that confidence that, you know, like you want to have that confidence that nobody can really, that nobody can beat you when you go out there and step on the court. So it, yeah, it took me a long time to get back like anywhere close to where I was before. And, uh, I think just playing a lot of tournaments helped me. Sure. And then, you know, you ultimately, you know, commit to UVA, which is is, is why we're here for the most part for you to, you know, congratulate you there. Thank Um, you. Talk us us through the recruitment process. What other schools were you looking at? 
you alluded to it earlier, but the relationship with the coaches was the deciding factor for UVA, right? Yeah, it was uh, definitely. So, um, well, when I think it was uh, this spring, I started looking into it a lot more. A lot of schools were, were reaching out and, I mean, UNC at uh, College Park, you know, got in contact with me. And then um, I actually really liked USC. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really talk to them that much. I maybe I maybe called uh, Peter Smith once, but it wasn't – that probably wasn't my top three. But I think UVA was always always the top option. And UNC and Michigan was in there as well. So I think UVA always had a, a pretty big gap compared to the other schools just due to the fact that I knew, I mean, I knew Andres from, from, you know, he was Stevenson's coach. So I knew him from tournaments and seeing him at tournaments. And and then I also knew Scott Brown. Uh, like I said before, he, he was a coach at college park. I had a good relationship with him and traveled with him uh, to some national tournaments and, and some ITF. So as for like, for the recruitment part, I think that uh, I think I actually, reached out to Andres in in spring, just letting him know that I was interested and we started talking and then uh, pretty much just went from there and then, you know, we got the visit. I, I made, the, I took that visit a couple of weeks ago and absolutely loved it and I felt like it was the right decision. My parents were there as well and they, they thought it was the, the right decision as well, so. Yeah, not only because not only is it a you know great school, it's close to where uh, you know you're from. You have the relationship yeah. with Scott and Coach Verdroso as well. But they've been a dynasty to say yeah, the least have. the last yeah. the last couple of years. And have, talk yeah. about maybe your relationship with the team and how closely you followed them the last couple of years. So I mean I know uh, Amar Alagani. He's uh, he's in a second year there. Um, and he, he's actually trained at College Park. And I've, you know, he's a brother to me. I've, I've known him for, for a long time. Spencer Bozic as well. He's there. Um, Kirill Tsuguru is there. I've known him for a long time as well. Um, and, and I mean, and I didn't know, I didn't really know many of the other guys. But when I was there, I just felt, you know, the, the team made me feel like I was already a part of them. Um, you know, I was there for, you know, two and a half days. And I just felt like I was already part of that part of that team and it was just uh, the culture you know just the culture there and just how how they treat each other and how they're always looking out for each other on and off the court it was just uh it was actually pretty eye-opening for me because uh I mean you know tennis is definitely an individual sport so uh, when you see you guys just trying to get each other better every day and they're just always having a good time when it comes to serious work. Like they were always on top of it. So I, I absolutely loved it. And, you know, the team, I, I just, I mean, I know three of the guys on the team already. So I think that that's definitely, you know, a good, a good factor. For sure. So has, you know, knowing three guys on the team is going to smooth the transition from being, you know, in juniors, which as you said, is more individual, to that team aspect have they given you any suggestions or recommendations um or maybe even advice for that transition of being a, a full-time student athlete at uva because that's that's got to be a huge adjustment <laughs> a learning curve i mean um they told me that it's really just about time management and uh i mean i've, I've i know um i definitely know about that 
you know, just traveling on the road and, you know, going to places like Romania that, you know, the first couple of days we didn't have any Wi-Fi. So it's just really about finding time to do schoolwork and, and just finding time for everything that you do. And, uh, yeah, I think they were telling me that time management is, is just, there's a, there's a place in time for everything. And that's just, uh, that's just the motto that you have to, you always have to remember that you need to be, you need to be focused in, in, in both aspects, tennis and, and school. And there's always going to be time for fun, but you just need to find the, the right time to do things and, and just make sure that you're on top of it at all times. Absolutely. So I want to get more into um, maybe the day and even the days leading up to when you formally committed to UVA. What was the uh, mood around your house or, you know, what kind of calls and texts did you get from friends and family? It had to be just like such a happy time. Um, well, so leading up to that, so I was actually having breakfast with um, with uh, Andres and my parents and I was actually, I was actually going to, going to the person, you know, it just hit me that, you know, this is a big decision. So I want to take some more time and I actually got a little nervous thinking about telling Andres in person. I just, it just really hit me that it was, you know, college is the next four years of your life. It's, it's a big, I mean, I knew I wanted to go to UVA even after finishing that visit. It was just pretty nerve wracking. And, uh, I called him, you know, we, we left, it's two and a half hours from home. And I got home, you know, ate lunch and I called him right away and I told him, you know, like, I, I love this school. I love every aspect about it. It's, it's close from home. You know, I can back and train at College Park. I can come see my family. Yeah. And when I told him, uh, obviously he was really excited. And the team, so they, so the guys on the team texted me saying, you know, welcome, like, welcome to the family. You know, it's like, that was the first thing they said, like, welcome welcome to our family and a lot of my friends texted me saying you know congratulations man that's like that's big news um yeah and just honestly the i don't know the the it was just a really big relief i think for my parents as well they wanted it out of the way and they wanted to make sure that everything that they've heard about uva was true and it was definitely um, to their liking i mean they uh, they uh, they probably liked the visit more than i did honestly they had they had an amazing time with Andres and Scott. Yeah, just the vibe. The vibe was just uh, yeah, it was incredible when I when I uh, when I committed when I committed. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean it it definitely is a dynasty and and is talked about nationwide in the collegiate and even the junior tennis community. Everybody knows you know about UVA tennis, yeah. but it does it does kind of feel like a brotherhood from everybody you talk to inside and. Uh, well, hey, we'll switch gears just for a second here. You probably knew it was coming. It's the name of the website, name of the podcast. What's your cracked <laughs> rackets uh, situation? <laughs> um, I think I think I cracked. I remember two years ago I counted and I'd cracked over twenty five rackets. I remember and all, and probably ninety nine percent of those were because they slipped out of your hand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what you have to tell people. You know, it's it's sad, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I think, uh, before I was really immature with that, and uh, I mean, it still ha- I mean, it still happens. I haven't I actually haven't cracked a racket in a uh, in a long time. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, it happens sometimes, and uh, you know, in the past a lot more than now, but. Oh, yeah. It's definitely part of the sport, but we will move on to the rapid fire segment. 
so okay. this is the end, end here. Um, it's going to be five to ten questions, and you'll give us one-word answers okay. in a quick succession here. So you ready to rock? Yeah, sounds good, yeah. All righty. Uh, who's your favorite tennis player? Bob Rinko. Preferred Nintendo 64 game? Mario Kart. If you were forced to give up a stroke in tennis, what would it be? Uh, slice. Favorite thing to do in your spare time, non-tennis related? Xbox. Favorite meal off the court? Pasta. Best tennis court surface? Uh, hard court. Most entertaining player on the tour right now? Curious. Favorite TV show? Um, family Guy. Favorite song right now? Uh, Rockstar by Post Malone. Favorite sports star, non-tennis related? Uh, Steph Curry. Finish this sentence. My favorite thing about a fresh can of tennis balls is the smell. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Um, seriously, congratulations. You just committed thank you so to, much. You know, the best <laughs> tennis program in the country. So that's a big accomplishment for you and the family for sure. So thanks again, brother. We'll uh, we'll definitely talk soon. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Will Crack Fans. He really gave us an in-depth insight to the highs and lows of junior tennis and how grueling the schedule really can be and also what it takes to bounce back from a laundry list of injuries and how he was literally welcomed into the family dynasty of the UVA tennis program. So he will have some very cool stories for us, and we wish him the best of luck the rest of his senior year and the transition to UVA next season. So next time, we have former USC assistant coach and current ATP pro Deaton Bauman. And on the horizon, we still have Ohio State freshman John McNally, Blue Chip senior Axel Neve, and many, many more coming for you, Crack fans. And as always, we appreciate all of the support Go subscribe to the Cracked Interviews podcast as well as the Great Shop podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and go like the Facebook page. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast at iTunes. We are also now on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Player.fm for those Android users out there. So check out those forums. Again, that's Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. But next time, we will see you with Deaton Bauman. Might kill the real take your life with the sinker Today we'll drink coffee in my kitchen I mention Did it never song I just wanted to go away You decide to stay in the well I want to be forgiven I don't like to skip for money Sorry I was scared You're not the way that feels Like to sleep with it for someone to come in and kill you the final thing is that now I'm not a prince of anything Go they gonna kill anyone I feel so powerful They jump at you, I read your skin up Everything is confusing You will be good, but you will be more You will be good, but you will be more You will be good, but you will be more Alone every day, it is a praise of pleasure